What is up, guys, and welcome to this special episode of Guarani Vision, the first ever podcast dedicated to Paraguayan football in English. As always, I'm Roberto Rojas, and joining me tonight is actually just going to be one person. It's going to be Ralph Hanna, as you know. Obviously, we've been accustomed to seeing the likes of Fede and Maria on this on these episodes, but we do have another special guest that is going to be with us today. It is Ranin Navai, the British ambassador to Paraguay, to speak about you know, what he has done in his role as ambassador for the country, obviously talk about the connections that the United Kingdom has with Paraguay, talk about sport, life, culture, all those kind of things. So I'm really excited for this episode. I'm really excited to get this interview started. So without further ado, Ranin, how are you? And welcome to Guarani Vision. Thank you, Roberto. Uh, great to meet you. And, and hi, Ralph. May I firstly say thank you very much for the invitation uh, and congratulations on the success of Guarani Vision. I think it's remarkable you're that high up in the charts as a podcast, let alone the fact it's in English. So you've done a great job and I'm very pleased to be here. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on and thank you so much for the kind words. And firstly, we'll get this thing started and kick it off and ask, or at least I will ask, you know, how have you been finding life so far in your new role? Obviously being based in Paraguay, you know, it's unfortunate that you haven't been able to go to any football games with the fans and all that kind of stuff. But obviously you've been immersed into what football culture is in, in this country, obviously seeing the national team play, the clubs, all that kind of stuff. So what, how, what have been your first impressions of the country so far uh, ever since you took this role? Uh, they've been overwhelmingly positive. You know, Paraguay is a bit of a mystery for a lot of people back home. And I dare say outside of the continent, um, not a lot of people know the country. And so I similarly didn't really know what to expect. But I've been bowled over by how kind and how warm the people are, how incredible the, the, the nature is around me. It's such a green country. Uh, and then, you know, coming on to kind of my own personal interests, I'm, I'm football crazy. And, you know, coming back to South America, I have lived uh, previously in the continent. But, but this place takes it to another level. I mean, I've really been taken aback by how passionate people are about football here. You know, I'd say actually more so than, than back home in England. I mean, having a club here is, you know, everyone has a club. I think in the UK, we've got quite a few different sports people follow. So there's not as much uh, unity around football, even though it's obviously our biggest sport. Um, but it's just helped me settle in. It's the first time I've been an ambassador. Uh, and yeah, as I say, it's just been a, a privilege to serve here. And I also like, I like a, a good barbecue, as we call it, so an asado, watching the football, a cold beer. You know, I know I'm, I'm pretty happy. I can't complain at all. So I've, I've been here six months now. Uh, and my tour will be about three or four years. So uh, no, I'm very, very happy to be here. Sounds like a, sounds like a good start. Um, I wanted to take us back though to, I'm wearing, I'm wearing my England shirt today, by the way, but I need to do a quick shout out to Scotland because it was actually uh, Paraguay versus Scotland was the first time Paraguay faced a British team in the World Cup. Paraguay won 3-2 in 1958. But going even further back in history, I kind of wanted to ask you about British immigration to Paraguay or maybe to South America in general, because of course the British have been credited a lot with, with maybe the, the kind of introduction of football on the continent and, and especially organized football, let's say in the kind mm. of late 19th century. Um, and I don't know if you knew anything about kind of early British settlements in Paraguay, particularly around the railways, which, which I've understood from my kind of research that that seems to have brought a lot of, uh, a lot of British people to, with the idea of football to South America. Yeah, it's a bit like I was saying about Paraguay, that's not particularly well understood uh, kind of in Europe as a country. I think 
the history between our two countries isn't amazingly well understood here as well. And it's not, you know, it's not at the forefront of people's minds, but it's actually really fascinating. And I think the most important period was the 19th century, uh, as you just mentioned there. So you had the demise of the Spanish Empire and Paraguayan independence uh, in 1811. Uh, and then there were two Scotsmen, actually, who became the first British citizens to enter Paraguay um, in, uh, shortly after independence in 1811. They stayed for about four or five years and they were exiled. And so <laughs> there's, there's a whole story there that I won't go into. But then the relationship kind of, there wasn't much activity until the 1850s when the United Kingdom, Great Britain, became the first European country to recognize Paraguay and the first country to have diplomatic relations. And the then president, uh, Carlos Antonio Lopez, he started a program called Technical Development, which was, which was critical and it was about infrastructure improvements. And under this program, there was a big influx of specialists, engineers, technicians, and British people made up the majority of that uh, immigration into the country. And as you mentioned, Ralph, it was principally to build the railroads. And so for the next three or four years, um, we, our expertise, British expertise, was critical in the development of, of the railway system here. And in many ways, I think that's kind of like the golden period of our relationship. Um, and, you know, it's a long time ago, but you can still see uh, the, the impact and consequences of, of that period. Um, the next part of the, the 20th century was obviously very complicated. There was the war um, and Paraguay had a very difficult period. But the United Kingdom, Great Britain remained... Uh, the biggest sort of external investor in the country right up until the end of the 20th century. So you still had quite a strong relationship throughout that period. But then you had the decline of the British Empire and obviously the rise in US dominance. So from the 20th century onwards, we kind of sort of fell away a little bit. But, but that period was quite significant in marking a lot of what you see around you in Paraguay. And, and I think linked to that is what happened when those engineers and technicians came over. Uh, and that's when, and there are different, I think there are competing stories on, on kind of the origins of football here. Um, and I know, I think, is it William Patz is, is, is recognized as, as quite significant, but the other, the other um, uh, or at least another recognized uh, story is that some of the technicians that were building the railways began playing football with the locals. Uh, and so the story goes that uh, a club called Everton, as it was named in 1886, uh, I think Everton was formed in the late 1870s, 1878, I think. So um, you, had, uh, you had obviously one of the engineers had a link to Liverpool and started a game of football. Uh, and therein began some of the origins of the game here. Uh, but as you also said, um, we were more famous, I think, for bringing uh, the sport in its current form and its rules and regulations, as opposed to specifically in Paraguay. But there are, there are other stories about how it came. That's right, there are other stories because uh, we have a question from Fede, can't be here tonight because Fede is actually doing radio for the Paraguay-Brazil game, uh, which is happening after we record. He's, he mentioned that there are people in Paraguay that claim that the Guaraníes invented football, uh, even you know, predating Spanish colonialism, and they called it, I need to read this, uh, Manga Niembo Sarain, which would be their, the the Guarani name for it. And the idea was not so much to score goals as we have now, but it was playing with a kind of rubber football and keeping it up in the air. Um, so I don't know if, if you've ever heard that story since you've been in Paraguay. I have actually, because I, I tweeted about how we invented the sport in its current form some while ago. And then lots of people sent me articles linked to that story. Uh, and it's fascinating. And you know what? And I think the key is that 
in its current form, we had an important role to play, but in various different forms. And I think the Italians had a very ancient game where you're kicking, I think it was possibly someone's head around, I don't know what, but it was, it was quite, um, you know, quite a, a brutal sport and quite physical. So the origins, there have always been some team sports involved in using your feet and kicking an object, but under its current uh, rules is something certainly we, uh, we can take some credit for. We, I'm speaking of, in, in your British side, at least, Ralph. <laughs> so looking into the present time, I mean, obviously, you know, we look at Paraguayans who are currently in the United Kingdom, England specifically. Um, obviously, when we talk about football in general, the one big name that we have right now is Miguel Miron playing currently at Newcastle United. But certainly in the past, I would say 20 years, we had numerous Paraguayans who have passed through various clubs in England. You know, we can name on Roque Santa Cruz, Diego Gavilan, Paula Silva, list goes on and on. So I, I really wanted to ask, you know, how you view this importance of Paraguayans, you know, playing in probably most likely the most popular league in the world, maybe the strongest. That's up for debate, obviously. But just how important is it for, not just for them, but also for, you know, for British fans, for people in that country to to recognize a, another South American nation, you know, as opposed to like Argentina or Brazil or Colombia um, for their talent in the sport? It, you know, it's hugely important. And, and when I first got named British ambassador, at least when I was going through the process, I was thinking in my head, well, what do I know about Paraguay? And one of the first things I thought of was Roque Santa Cruz. You know, that image is, is for lots of people, foreign countries, it's, it's their representation in the Premier League for a lot of people in the United Kingdom. So in many ways, I think the footballers you've talked about um, are ambassadors of Paraguay in the UK and then they're ambassadors of Paraguay internationally. And so I think football has this really interesting role where it's so international now that it is really important how one's country is represented in, in, in the UK, uh, in, you know, in the Premier League. And it, and, yet, and that image is, is being all over the world. And you've got your Paraguayans playing for clubs who have support bases all over the world. And so, so I think culturally, it's really important. And as I said, I, I grew up with the Paraguayans that I knew were Rocky Santa Cruz, also Chile Verde, and, and, you know, a lot of the other names. Those were the people I first thought of when I thought of Paraguay. And so, you know, and there's, so there's a whole generation now that are looking at um, Almiron and Balbuena as oh, that is their reference point for, for Paraguay. And in, and in the case of Almiron, you know, he's a, and he's a brilliant footballer. I mean, I think, and I'm, this has been said a, a lot, you know, it might not be the best team for him. And, you know, that's something I know that, you know, we can debate and what, what is. But in terms of his ability and his work rate, um, you know, I, I hope he finds that next step because I think, you know, there's still a lot more for him to offer. But you know, people, people really enjoy him in the league. He plays with a great spirit as well. And I think that's another important factor. You can just see how he, he brings a smile to the game. Uh, and that's important too. So I, so I think uh, uh, as an ambassador, I think he's another great ambassador for, for Paraguay. From one good ambassador to another, basically. <laughs> oh, no, and I think going into what I wanted to ask more towards my next question about the Premier League, because I think as you've seen, you know, with this football crazy nation that is Paraguay, you know, I think and I'm sure Ralph can also obviously uh, agree with this as well, is that we've seen popularity of the Premier League. You know, I'm, I'm sure you've noticed many people who have teams, not just of, you know, the big teams like Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, but, you know, you have teams of Liverpool, you have teams of Spurs, you have people who support those teams. So I just wanted to ask, like, you know, how you view that and how you view the importance of how Paraguayans, who are not just necessarily following the Paraguayans that are playing there, but just the fact that they're so really much in tune to what's going on in the Premier League. 
Well, firstly, Roberto, it's very painful you starting off that list with Chelsea as one of the big clubs in the UK, but that's a separate issue we can come to. But, but no, you know, and I've been really taken aback by the level of interest in the Premier League and the level of knowledge. Um, and people, you know, I, I grew up in London and my team is from London. You know, there are other teams in London, but I come here and people are as passionate about Chelsea, for example. And I've had exchanges on Twitter with certain people. And, and that's, you know, that's, it's fantastic that, that football does that because it is bringing people together. And you look at the teams as well, and they're so international. So all of the clubs that you've just mentioned and a lot of the Premier League, it's such an international league that it's a kind of United Nations of sorts. So I, I think it's, 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 a, it's a really important role, as I've said, that the Premier League has in terms of, you know, putting together an image of um, a world sport. And then here in Paraguay, you know, it, it's just uh, the passion people have for, for the Premier League. And, and what it does is it draws people into uh, wider English culture, British culture. Uh, and, you know, and it's great being an ambassador where I can have a conversation about, you know, my club or, or what's going on in the sport with so many people and engage with. And that's what my job is really about, engaging with Paraguayans at all levels. Um, and football is a bridge for that. So, no, I, I've been, and you know, I've, I've missed not watching it live, but. You know, you get all the games on TV, which I'm, I'm looking at. My TV. You get all the games on TV, which is a, a huge relief for me. Because when I go on a posting overseas, when I go job to job, one of the first things I, I really want is access to, to football. Um, so I've, I've enjoyed lots of uh, English Premier League games with Paraguay and friends. Now, obviously, looking into what we've seen, uh, obviously, your exposure towards football here in this country, I wanted to ask, you know, what are some of the things that you find are so unique to this country? I mean, obviously, you've seen not just things that you see on TV, but obviously from social media, obviously the way that people react when their team wins, when their team loses, those kind of like, you know, that folklore that you probably see, you know, what, what are some of those things that in a way, maybe, you know, the United Kingdom could indeed take an example from um, when it comes to their football? Definitely. I think the, the level of passion here is on a different scale. And, you know, and I lived, I lived in Colombia previously and it wasn't like this in Colombia. Here, it's genuinely football mad. You know, that expression gets talked about a lot, they're football mad. No, no, here, it really is. And I say that in the good sense of the word. Um, and, you know, what, what I take away from it is every, every person I kind of engage with, the question comes about, you know, who do you support and stuff. So um, I have great, you know, the, the guys that work uh, in and around the embassy, it's a great kind of topic of conversation. But what I would say in terms of what I've learned from, from Paraguay is that it's also friendly and civil. And that sometimes, you know, football has a, a darker side to it. Um, and certainly, you know, we've, we've had our issues in the past in the UK. But here, I've only found amazing positivity. And there's an optimism. And even for the teams that are struggling, a, a Paraguayan, I think, and it's cultural, I think that they have um, a certain spirit that's reflected in its fanaticism of football that, for me, is really a, a great positive energy. Uh, I think I started by talking about how kind I've found the people to be. And I think that kind of translates into, into football culture here, where and I'm sure there is a, there is a more, uh, you know, a, a louder side that I haven't seen maybe when the bars all open up. But, but every, all my engagements have been so overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and I can't necessarily say that for all of my footballing engagements back in the UK. Um, but no, it's, you know, it's so positive um, speaking to, to fans here. And, and you know, the, the Olympia Cerro thing, I'd probably pick out as a, as a real kind of, you know, it, it's such a fascinating divide. And obviously Libertad came in and, and did the business uh, uh, in the Apertura. But, 
But that has struck me, the, the, the fanaticism around those two clubs. But also, as I said, um, that's, it's not marked by any genuine uh, kind of dislike. It's all, as, you know, as much as I see. And that's what I think we can learn because there are football rivalries all over the world. But I would take away the spirit of the Paraguayan people, their kindness, and how it manifests into its football here is something that we need to learn from. So, no, it's been very positive. And I really wanted to close off uh, my questions to talk about more about what you do as your role as ambassador. I think more importantly, talk about what you're trying to do to kind of immerse that kind of culture of, you know, British adequate life, just, you know, have people learn. Obviously, there's a huge influence that people can take from the United Kingdom, um, not just in its football or sports, but also in music, cuisine, just culture in general. Television, obviously, is another one. So um, just wanted to ask more about what you've been trying to do to, to educate, you know, the common Paraguayan about the United Kingdom. Well, that's, um, you know, that's uh, the work of the embassy is really, really important in terms of the kind of the image of the UK. Um, and you've just talked about a lot of different components of our culture and and. And it, when I became ambassador, one of the things I, I wanted to do was to really kind of show modern Britain, so to speak, because we've talked a lot about history and you know, there was the empire and so forth. But the UK today um, is, is a very forward thinking, most progressive country and, and, our, and our culture is something I, you know, I'm very proud to be able to celebrate. Now, in terms of how I do that, uh, I, I think, firstly, a lot of it's done by other people. So our music, We've talked about our football. Um, we have great, uh, great ambassadors of in all walks of British society, and for our role, it's multiplying their efforts. So it's bringing attention to uh, a lot of what's going on in the UK. So Champions League final was two British teams. So we, you know, we use that as an opportunity to showcase uh, the Premier League. Uh, we have great music bands. Unfortunately, they can't visit at the moment. But I know, for example, Keen had a huge amount of impact in Paraguay, and I was lucky enough to interview them about their experience. Uh, in Paraguay. And similarly, so we look for uh, artists of all walks of life that kind of illustrate the values uh, and British culture. And then as an embassy, we try and kind of multiply their efforts and bring you know, attention um, to their work. I think that's the cultural side of, of diplomacy. And, 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 you know, historically, we haven't done much of that. I think that's a new, uh, a slightly newer form of how we've engaged internationally. Um, the traditional side of diplomacy is political relationships uh, and commercial relationships. So a lot of my priorities are, um, and you know, going back to, to the railroads and so forth, is looking at British investment coming into to Paraguay. I think there's a lot that Paraguay has to offer. There's a macroeconomic stability here that, that's very impressive across the region. And so I want more British businesses engaged in, in, in Paraguay. Uh, and then another important area of work is uh, the protection of the environment. I talked about how I was struck by the, the, the trees and how green the place is. Well, we, do, we need to do our best to protect that and the protection of the environment is one of our global priorities as a country and I think that's really important in Paraguay that has again so much um, nature that, that needs preserving uh, given what's taken place in the last decades all over the world so you know I would say that the the cultural side and the commercial and the, the diplomatic and political they all come together and, and what I would say about the soft power as we call it so what we've been talking about football and 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 musing, well, that, that's the soft power. That's an important component of engaging on commercial and you know, political ties. So it all comes together. And, and whether I'm succeeding in doing it or not is another question, but I try and wrap them all into kind of one sort of offer. And essentially you want 
um, goodwill uh, towards the UK to, to deliver uh, kind of tangible results. And I should finally mention education is, is another really important area of our work. We have achievement program um, where we sent over 100 Paraguayans in recent years to the UK um, to study abroad. So those sorts of links and creating future generations of, of, uh, of people who have a close affinity to the UK here and vice versa is something I think that's hugely important. So, you know, in a nutshell, we, we do a lot of work here, but we try and tie all together uh, around uh, a set of values and around a kind of building on a long-term partnership. And I think our countries share a lot um, and, and I'm hoping to be able to strengthen ties as much as possible. Just had a couple of last questions, moving us back to, to football, but maybe talking about that idea of the, of the cultural tie. So Roberto mentioned a lot of clubs, but he forgot Arsenal, of course. And I know you're an Arsenal supporter like I am. I'm actually the, I don't know if everybody watching, listening knows, but I'm actually the, the kind of chairman of the Arsenal Paraguay Official Supporters Club. Um, we, this started as like a WhatsApp group maybe seven or eight years ago, and, and, but only became officialized recently because they needed somebody doing all the translating with, with Arsenal in London and, and trying to get all the documents over, so we became official. Um, they play a lot of football, the, the Arsenal Paraguay team, often against Chelsea Paraguay, Man United Paraguay, AC Milan are quite big, uh, Dortmund I think is another we've played against. Um, do you play football, Ramin, and would you be able to turn out for Arsenal Paraguay or, or does your diplomatic status not allow? I, I used to play a fair bit of football, um, so I am an Arsenal fan uh, and I did, yeah, I did uh, play a lot of football. I got a bad injury, so I haven't, I haven't been able to play much recently. But if it's a question of turning out, and you know, and if you're not expecting much from me, I was, I was never really a Barcelona player anyway. But <laughs> if, um, if you're quite happy to have a, you know, someone probably slightly uh, take the average age of the team up slightly, then I would turn out because I, I really did enjoy playing football all my life. I, I've stopped in recent years and transitioned to other less, less. Uh, Less physical sports, let's just say. But no, thank you for the invitation, and I will take you up on it. I can't, I can't promise how long I'll last on the pitch, though. <laughs> okay, I, I think knowing from my experience, having played there when I was in Paraguay, I don't think you have too much to worry about. Um, and then one last question I had is: we talked about Arsenal is your team in England. Choosing a team in Paraguay can be very difficult. You mentioned actually some of the kind of friendly rivalry. And I think a lot of the friendly rivalry, if we just compare it quickly to, to England, would be maybe the kind of Everton-Liverpool rivalry yeah. where a lot of people from the same family support the two clubs. So you don't maybe get some of the, the same tribalism as, as other kind of derbies. Um, have you been asked to choose between Olympia Cerro or are you thinking of, of choosing another club I know, I know we have a lot of fans watching that are from, uh, that have like Guairenia, who are in the countryside, Doce de Octubre is another one outside of Asuncion. Um, I don't know if you're, you're deciding who to choose or, you, or you're still going to wait until you get to go to a stadium. No pressure, no pressure. Yeah, well, <laughs> thank you, Ralph, for asking that question because, you know, it's the one question I'm going to struggle answering. Um, I get asked it a lot and I also get pressured a lot um, by various gifts and, and you know, lobbying about how successful one team has been over another. Um, I and I, you know, I am not going to decide. I think if I was to decide, uh, 
I would be, and you know, you're right. Actually, I think the Everton Liverpool um, analogy you, you choose is absolutely right. That that that's that's a, a very neat way of summarising the rivalry here because because that is a unique uh, derby in, in British football, and that's what it feels like here. So that's a good example. But I am gonna. I know it's you know as a diplomat, I'm being very diplomatic. I'm going to sit on the fence and avoid picking a team. Um, I think. I have, I have, I have enjoyed certain games. I'm not going to refer to which ones, but I've, uh, I've certainly, uh, I certainly have a few little favourites. But you know, it's a bit like when you're watching a, a foreign league, you can kind of go between different teams. You know, over the course, it's not like the, you know, when you, you you're born into a club or something. So I have the privilege here of, you know, being able to turn up a game and, and genuinely choosing a team on the day and enjoying enjoying their performance, so to speak. So sorry, I'm not able to answer your question. Uh, I'm going to use my diplomatic immunity to avoid that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence and say, no, I haven't got a team. Well, certainly you can't avoid now, obviously, picking one team in Paraguay. And the one team that you have to choose are these guys, obviously, Los Guaranis and Noavi Rojas. Certainly you have to have that soft side for, for the national team. Absolutely. 100%. No, and I've been cheering them on and I'm looking forward to the games coming up and no, without a doubt. And, and, you know, and it's not just because of this role. As I said, uh, you know, I've been, you know, slowly uh, falling in love with so much of this country that it's a natural progression for me to want to support Paraguay in all the tournaments. Well, hopefully you can give us our best of luck for these World Cup qualifiers and also for the upcoming Copa America as well. I mean, you got to have some sort of luck from obviously the, the country that, well, we can debate if they've invented football or not. But hey, as long as we get that kind of support, that's all that matters. <laughs> And yeah, as well, you know, and again, another great interview with another great guest here on Guarani Vision. So obviously for myself, Roberto Rojas, for Ralph Hanna, and for the ambassador, Ramin Navai, thank you so much for listening to this new episode. See you later.